0: Welcome to the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouwere single.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes.
1: But things didn't work out. At least he tried to marry her. This one, he didn't try to marry her. He just went straight up and slept with her. A prostitute. Level two. Okay? Reading right along. Judges 14, chapter 16, verses 4 to 5. Judges 16, 4 to 5. We'd read sometime later. Everybody say sometime later. sometime later. He fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sorek whose name was Delilah. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, See if you can lure him. Everybody see the word lure? And who was being asked to do the luring? Delilah. Delilah. Okay. The ruler of the Philistines went to her and said, See if you can lure him into showing you the secret of his great strength and how we can overpower him so we may tie him up and subdue him. Each one of us will give you 1,100 shekels of silver. Okay, before I address this, I wanted to share something about level two the prostitute. The Bible says Samson went to Gaza, which is also another Philistine territory. Gaza means strong place. And sometimes the re- when we go into strong places, we end up with what? Strong holds. Okay? I told you environment and a person. You either go to the environment where you meet the person Or you meet the person who takes you to that environment. Okay, so Samson goes to Gaza. He sleeps with a prostitute. Mm -hmm. Sometime later, he fell in love with lustful. Wait a minute. The Bible didn't say he loved the first girl. Bible didn't say he loved the second girl. But Bible says he fell in love with the third girl. Notice his descent. That's how lust operates. It's a little thin here. So you went to the club the first time. You didn't drink nothing. You were just hanging out, you know what I'm saying? What's up? What's up? What's up? No, I'm not. You know, I'm just here, you know. Just chilling. Second time he went to the club, just one drink, just one drink, you know, he just kind of moved around at the table. Yeah, you know, no, I'm a Christian. I'm just here to, you know, chill. Third time, three drinks. And you, you are ah, dancing and everything. It is subtle. It, it just, you begin to descend. So here's Samson now. He fell in love with. With the worst of the three women. The word translated as love there is the Hebrew word Ahab. It's spelled A-H-A-B or A-H-E-B. And I think it's supposed to be pronounced Ahab. But it means to have affection for. To have affection for, uh, usually of a sexual nature. It's not the God kind of love. That's what I'm trying to tell you. When it says they fell in love with Delilah. OK, so have that in mind. Thank you for the <laughs> witnessing there. Then it says the rulers of the Philistines came to Delilah. Some of you know that the Bible says in Ephesians chapter six, verse 10, that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this age. The Philistines were the enemy of the Israelites. Uh, The Israelites are kind of, kind of look like the body of Christ the church. And the enemy employs Delilah, a lust, to weaken us. He uses lust to weaken us and take advantage of us and put us in bondage. The rulers came to Delilah to see how she could... Lear Samson to reveal his strength. So Delilah said to Samson, please tell me where your great strength lies and with what you may be bound to afflict you. Now, some of us may not understand when we are in the throes of lust or when lust is trying to take advantage of us. Let me give you a story here. Like I said, Delilah is the picture of what lust does to you and I, okay? So lust came to Samson and said, I want to know where your strength lies so that I can know how I can put you in bondage. Mm -hmm. Up front. (laughs) So if you're asking yourself, When am I in a lustful situation? When you know up front that what you're about to engage in is not good for you. Even before you engage in it, you know, it's told you straight up, I'm going to take you down, I'm going to take you out, I'm going to destroy you, I'm going to afflict you, I'm going to cause you pain. You know that way ahead of time, before you touched it, voila. That's a big revelation of how, okay, I am indulging in lust right now. In Judges 16, 16, she tormented him with her nagging day after day until he was sick to death of it. Now, this is happening because he didn't tell her right away what, where his strength lies. He kind of messed with her a couple of times, you know, told her stories, and, you know, she would try it out. It didn't work. Then he would tell her something else, She'll try it out and it didn't work. He'll tell her something else. She'll try it out and it didn't work. Now, you guys help me out here. If you met someone and that person came to you and said, where do you keep your money? <laughs> okay? Where do you keep your money? And you know you keep your money in the bank. And you're playing with the person who said, I'll put it under my pillow. And you walk in the house and you see the person looking under your pillow. (laughs) Wouldn't you kick the person out of your house like you need to go? No, right! (laughs) But Samson, she has been trying to sabotage him point blank and he's still messing with her. Are you serious? See how deep he's really down, he is totally whipped, he's totally messed up because. She's trying to destroy you. And you're still playing with her. You're still with her. You're still with him. It's crystal clear. He or she does not have the, your best in heart. And you're still with the person. That's classic lust. That's classic fiddle attraction right there. So he keeps on doing this. And one day she was upset and she tormented him. Lust torments you. Lust torments you. It puts pressure on you. Nervous breakdown, just, just, just pressure. Day after day after day, you're thinking about this thing because it's always in your mind. Until he was sick to death of it. He was, he was like sick to death of it because of the pressure lust placed on him. Then in Judges 16, 17 to 19, Judges 16, 17 to 19, it reads, finally, everybody say finally. Finally. Samson shared his victory secret with her. I'm sorry. Samson shared his secret with her. My hair has never been cut. He confessed. For I was dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. If my head were shaved, my strength will leave me and I will become as weak as anyone else. Delilah realized he had finally told her the truth. So she sent for the Philistine rulers. Come back one more time, she said, for he has finally told me his secret. So the Philistine rulers returned with the money in their hands. Delilah lulled Samson to sleep with his head in her lap and then she called in a man to shave off the seven locks of his hair in this way she began to bring him down and his strength left him then she cried out Samson the Philistines have come to capture you when he woke up he thought I would do as before and shake myself free but he didn't realize the Lord had left him finally he gave up his secret. Finally, she gave up the victorious secret that he wanted all along. Finally, he gave it all up, whatever that may be. And, and as you read on, you never really hear about Delilah after that. Lust has done his job. And the devil and his demonic spirits came with the silver suitcase Open it up. Probably something like this. (laughs) It's right there. They shook hands. Until next time. Peace him out. Took his strength. The Bible says she lulled him to sleep. That's what lust does to us. Lust lulls us to sleep we think everything is good you know you're living right you think you're living right everything's going well you're indulging in the act or whatever it is and a lot of times we think of lust in the with regard to the big three sex drugs alcohol but there's much to lust Galatians 5 19 to 22 you hear things like jealousy that's part of lust lust of the flesh I know that's where like what yep it's there you know um, so here it is. Samson has been lulled to sleep. Cut his hair off. And Delilah wakes him up. They're about to get you. He thought he could just get up like before. I told you he's tried it. She's tried it many times before, but because it was lying to her, they never really cut his hair. So they still had his strength. OK, so it was able to deal with them. But now the, the strength has gone. And He thought he could just get up and do it like before. The point is, a lot of times when we're indulging lust, for a period of time, everything seems fine. You're still able to go to work. You're still able to produce. You're still able to worship. Still able to preach. The anointing was still on Samson because the hair was there. You know, but it was a gradual descent. Some of us are shocked when we hear breaking news. So-and-so fell. Breaking news, so-and-so did this. Breaking news, it happened gradually. Lust lulled the person to sleep. To us, it seems like overnight they fell, but they probably fell years before. Thank God for the mercy and grace of God. It's been happening for years. We just didn't know. All we hear is the end of death. But it has been systematic for years. Then finally the straw that broke the camel's back happened. Bam, person goes down. You're like, what happened? Person thought they could just get up and do what they did, but they couldn't. Because lust has taken their strength. That's the process. That's how it happens. He was lulled to sleep. And he thought he would just get up. Just like many individuals, maybe they were strung out on drugs or or alcohol or whatever it is, they were still able to function. You didn't even know that they were dealing with those kind of addictions or whatever the case may be. They thought they could be functioned. Then one day, all of a sudden, they couldn't function anymore. Judges 16, 21. So the Philistines captured him. All this time, they couldn't capture him. All this time, they couldn't get him down. They tried, they tried and tried. But lust is one of those weapons that's very potent. The enemy, if I can get this to to get you into the lust of the flesh, the the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, if I can do that, you're toast. Parable of the Sower. Some say fell by the wayside, didn't bear fruit. Some fell by stony ground, didn't bear fruit. Some fell among thorns. That's what I want to address. The ones that fell among thorns, Jesus said, they are the ones that hear the word, but... The, the, the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things come in and choke the word. So the Philistines captured him and gouged out his eyes. They took him to Gaza, where he was bound with bronze chains and forced to grind grain in the prison. Gaza is a strong place. Got there took his eyes out and took him back to that stronghold. And he was bound. How many of you heard that love is blind? It's not true. Lust is blind. We see it right there. Lust led to them taking his eyes out. He couldn't see. How many of you have seen people? What does he see in her? What does she see in him? Everybody sees he is no good. She is no good. And he or she does not see it because lust is blind. Love sees clearly. I know you're messed up. I know you're messed up, but I'm going to love you anyway. I'm not saying you need to marry someone like that. But in a situation where you've already married someone like that, of course, <laughs> you know. But here's the thing, Jesus, person- Jesus personifies what love is. And the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, just in case you didn't know what our condition was, it's letting you know, while you were yet sinners, he died for us. And his death was a demonstration of his love for us. Judges 16, simply says, before long, his hair began to grow back. All that information in your mind. His hair began to grow back. He didn't pray at this point. He didn't say nothing to God. His hair began to grow back. Then in Judges 16, 28 to 30, Bible says, then Samson prayed to the Lord. His hair is already growing now. He didn't like pray to God. I want my hair back. The hair is already growing back. I like the, the spirit of God is a teacher. He put that before this happened, okay? Then Samson prayed to the Lord, Sovereign Lord, remember me again, O God. Please strengthen me just one more time. With one blow, let me pay back the Philistines for the lust of my two eyes. Then Samson put his hands on the two center pillars that held up the temple, pushing against them with both hands. He prayed, let me die with the Philistines. And the temple crashed down on the Philistine rulers and all the people. So he killed more people when he died than he had during his entire lifetime, okay? Let me read the next verse. Later his brothers and um, in Judges 16:31 later his brothers and other relatives went down to get his body. They took him back home and buried him between Zora and Eshtal, where his father Manoah was buried. Samson had judged Israel for 20 years. You see that again? He had judged Israel for 20 years. Okay. Let's dice that a little bit. Going back to Judges 16, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, Judges 16, 28 to 30. He prayed to God to give him strength back. I don't see anywhere there where the Bible says God heard his prayer. Or God answered his prayer. Or God responded to his prayer. We've been told the hair was already growing back. I'm trying to say this because the New Testament, I'm not sure, can't remember exactly where it is. I think it's in Romans. It talks about the gift and callings of God are irrevocable or in the old King James Version, it says the gifts and callings of God are unrepentant or something like no. are without repentance. In other words, God gives you a gift. It's your gift. You can do whatever you want to with it. It's up to God to give you a gift. It's up to you on how you use the gift. The gift is still there. I'm saying this because we're in church. We are Christians. And a lot of us fall prey to connecting with someone because they are gifted, thinking that is the man or woman for me because they are gifted. I'm trying to let you know that's a gift. That's not fruit. Look for fruit, not gifts. Look for fruit, not gifts. Look for fruit, not gifts. Look for love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, 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 meekness, self-control. Self control, which is what God gave us, one of the things God gave us to deal with lust, self control. What's the point in giving you self control if you don't control self? Unfortunately, we misuse our self control for others' control. Self control is there for us to control ourselves from yielding to our fleshly lust. So, his hair is going back. Well, the anointing, the strength is connected to his hair. So his hair going back means his strength is coming back. You even have to pray for it because there have been times where ministers or whatever, they fall. And they are thinking because the anointing is still on them that everything is cool. Everything is cool. And on the one hand, I'm like, you know, I wish. God's judgment or more like the consequences of poor decision making will be instantaneous so that we'll learn from it. But more often than that, that's not the case. Not because God doesn't care, but he's giving us more than enough chances to make the change. Make the change. God's grace and mercy, his love, like, don't go that route. He's giving us plenty of chances to make the change. Make the change. only God can tell the point of no return. is like, okay. God left him, not that, you know, God totally forsook him or something like that. I'm all like, okay, my protection is off. So his hair grew back. And notice his prayer. He said, give me strength one more time. He's been called to deliver the Israelites from the enemy. He's thinking about, just give me one more time so that I can revenge for my two eyes. He's thinking about his eyes. There's a bigger picture than your eyes, bro. He's thinking about his eyes. That's how low he has fallen. The final thing I want to tell you about lust is lust is suicidal. Not only did he pray to get strength to kill the people, he said, let him die too. Lust is suicidal. And finally, we hear that, you know, they took his body in. We are reminded that he judged Israel for 20 years. So before he hooked up with Delilah, we are told he judged Israel for 20 years. After he hooked up with Delilah, we are told he judged Israel for 20 years. Which lets me know that shortly after I hooked up with lustful, his ministry died. He had been in ministry, his job, his business, whatever the case may be, for 20 years. He hooks up with the wrong person. It crashed. Everything collapsed just like that. Lust will take out your ministry, take out your purpose. I mean, of course, you still have the calling and redemption and the opportunity to grow. But man. God loves you. God forgives you. But guess what? You have to face your congregation. You got to face the people that knew you. Trust me. People are not quick to forgive like Jesus did. 20 years from now, they'll be talking about what you did 20 years ago. Those are part of the things God is trying to protect you and I from. Oh, I love you. I care about you. But man, those people, that's life. That It comes with The consequences. 20 years ministry, he hooked up with lustful, bam, it collapsed. That's what happens to a lot of people. Warren Buffett said it takes 20 years to build your reputation, but only five minutes to ruin it. When you think about that, you do things differently. Takes twenty years to build your reputation, and just five minutes to ruin it. When you think about that, you do things differently. So, having said all of that, how can we overcome lust? How can we not fall prey to the lair of lust or fatal attractions? Just, I want to share two things before we leave tonight. First, in Second Timothy two twenty-two, it says, "Flee also youthful lust." but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Galatians 5, 16 says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The NIV version says, so I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Other translations say, let the spirit lead you. That's what it means by walking in the spirit. Let the spirit lead you and you will not fulfill the lust of your flesh. Flee youthful lust. It doesn't say pray against lust. Doesn't say fight against lust. Doesn't say persevere against lust. It says run, run, run. Amen, Amen. Run. Amen. Don't go to Gaza. Run. <laughs> you want to avoid people, places that will stimulate your lust. Avoid. Run. Run. It's not even just saying run from, it's saying run to. Many people have ran from, but they didn't run to, so guess what? They run back. (laughs) Because when you avoid, you create a Void. void. But nature does not allow voids. Something has to fill that void. That's why God delivers us from darkness and delivers us to light. So we run from the wrong people, wrong environments, wrong things, and pursue people. We pursue righteousness. We pursue love. We pursue faith with those. There are other people. Run away from those that are taking you down. Run to people, like in this environment, that are seeking God. That's where you should be. Do those things and you keep lust at bay. Do those things and you avoid fatal attractions, but attract vital attractions, vital relationships. Relationships that help you be who God has called you to be. And for those of you who desire to get married, connect and marry the person God has for you. Amen. 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 Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast we hope you are informed inspired and impacted if you'll like to learn more about oj Toke's, his books blog music and his monthly ministry for singles please visit while you are single.org that is while you are single.org if you've been blessed by the podcast we encourage you to please share with your friends until next week's podcast take care and stay blessed